She's so cute. Bye, podcast. The I'm gonna call. Cast. I'm gonna call. Yeah, I'm gonna call mom. The podcast. Oh, oh, that was a thousand times better. That was way better. When I say w- dogcast, I just yeah. <laughs> dog people we're new we're to not, this we're new we're trying so hard there's a new studio she's, there's a dog she's so cute she's so cute she's very calm and chill i like that i wouldn't mind if she sat in here with us but then if she needed to get out we'd have yeah, to get up to open point. the door uh also we'd be immensely distracted i'd be like i'm not listening to your research i'm petting this dog i know <laughs> so true <laughs> i just stared into her eyes for like five minutes <laughs> was it beautiful it was beautiful i was like there's a lot going on here i can tell mona there's a lot going on she's a good she's a good therapy pet she's oh, oh my god she's moving her mic and she's trying not to make any noise so I, <laughs> I pointed it out here now i'm gonna move it i guess i can move closer there. to it okay that's good Is yeah that it Oh, you know, he yeah. purposely put it away from me because we said I'm the loud one. Oh, that's right. So I'll move you it are... back. All right. Fine. All right. Whatever. Everything was done for a reason, I guess. I mean, everything in life has a purpose. It means it... something. Yes. Especially when you're listening to Banshees and Booze. A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. And Amy, this week I'm so thrilled. About? Our topic. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm already thrilled about our topic. Me I mean, too. I was actually really afraid because I was, I because we recorded later in the day today, mm-hmm. and so and we're doing a double. So yep. you know, I'm still not drinking, and my still have itchy stitches, and I smell terrible. So we're doing I, great. <laughs> I feel like I smell. You don't smell. I smell. Um, but I was doing my double research last night and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, Amy, you can't do this topic before bed. You must wait until the morning. You have until 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. I still did it last night. I don't know why I did it. I just started and I couldn't stop. I said to myself, I was going to do it today. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. The whole time was to do it today. Uh, but I was like, I'll do one and then I'll take a break and I'll go vacuum and then I'll come back. And it's just not how it works. I know you get like jump around a bunch. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, once I start, I'm, I'm in it. I'm yeah. in it to win it. I yep. can't stop. So yep. I did it. I did it last night and I still wound up sleeping decently. No weird mm, dreams. That's good. No weird dreams. Yeah. Oh, I had nothing. No dreams? weird dreams. Oh, really? It's been really bad lately. I've been having lots and lots and lots of anxiety dreams. Mm. And I've been having like, and I haven't done this in a while, but I've been waking up and just being wide awake. Oh, that's so just frustrating. Wide awake and then just being like, like itchy and like, oh, that you is know, so like frustrating. There's just nothing. And then I'm just like cranky and that's anxiety. Yeah. That's oh. pure anxiety. And it's like. It happened last night and it was a pretty like classic I woke up at like it was like two fifty four, you know? Oh, no. And then close tried, to the witching hour. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I tried to go back to sleep and then I was like, mm, and I put on I put on an ASMR video to try to relax myself and literally got to the end of the video and was like, Well, fuck me. Ugh. And then I was like, Okay, well then I'll just watch a TV show, you know, like and maybe I'll fall asleep. No, I'll watch like three episodes of The Good no. Place and like and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just get up, you know, like yeah. it's you know, like five forty-five now. Like maybe I'll just maybe I'm just an awake person Start now. Start your day. 
Uh, and then I was like, no, I really, I literally cannot do that. I have to go to sleep because yeah. otherwise I'd show up here at two o'clock and, no, you know, but yeah, it's been a really long time since I've, I've done that, which is just, just speaks so to my general anxiety you level right baby. now. It's okay. I'll be yeah. fine. It's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on There's right now. There's a lot now. going on. That's what happens to me when I'm super high anxiety is I'll, I'll I might fall asleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like two hours later, you are wide fucking awake. Just wide awake. Mm-hmm. And then for me too, what always happens is because then I'm awake and I'm restless. Mm-hmm. I wake up the cats. Oh. Who are then awake. They're like, yay, mom's up. And they're restless. Uh-huh. And then if I am even starting to go back to sleep, I have my little my little opera singer, Giuseppe. And I swear he started saying mama. I'm not joking. I know this sounds like the episode of Friends where Rachel thinks that cat's saying her name. But truly he, he goes, he goes, mama. And I'm like, oh my god! Shut up! That's very cute. Shut up! Shut up! Giuseppe. I'm also probably only supposed to have one cat. I just never asked. Yeah. Oh, in your apartment? I'm definitely allowed to have one cat. I just never asked about a second cat. I feel like if they allow one, thank you. Allow two. What's the diff? But I'm like, tiny. I wonder if everybody realized that like after one year, suddenly my cat is very loud very vocal. <laughs> and runs around a lot and is pretty spry for a 15-year-old Boy. cat. <laughs> that cat got her second zest of life living in this building Whoops. after a year. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're on the bottom floor so you don't have any downstairs neighbors hearing them running around. Yeah. The, the bad part is the cat tree is kind of near a wall like a shared wall and sometimes he'll come and launch himself and knock it into the wall oh and so i try to keep it as far away from the wall as possible but i mean it moves you know because he's he's a because he's a monster (laughs) he's a little nightmare so much energy yeah so much energy he's such a little boy (laughs) oh my god god i love that stupid idiot and that's what i always i say that about my cat all the time i'm like oh my god you drive me fucking crazy and i love you so much you're kind of the best he's the best he um has been a, a nightmare because my mom was visiting. Mm. First, he Ithamar said his behavior is weird because I wasn't home for a while. And then yeah. my mom came in and I was still in the hospital when she was there. So she slept there like, and I was still in the hospital. So it was my mom and Ithamar at the house. And then – so I guess his behavior was wonky then. And the pull-out sofa freaks him out. Yep. So just as of like yesterday, he's starting to like settle a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, because things are returning to normal, but then we took out the Halloween decorations because oh, we're like, no. that'll cheer us up. Yep. And so we're now he's all freaked out again because any little change, yep. any little change, I'm like, dude, you're just as bad as me when it comes to change. <laughs> I texted Amy. Amy was literally like in the hospital and was I was like, I'm going to go get some Halloween decorations. Right. She was like, girl, spill. I want to know all about it. It actually cheered me up so much. I was like... I was like, could you show me what you got? <laughs> and you and Tammy did. She took a picture of literally every <laughs> single pattern and thing that she bought. Yeah. And they gave me a little narrative. And I can't tell you how much I loved that because Aww. it's so boring in a hospital. And the TV stations suck. Yeah. I watched a lot of Friends and Golden Girls, oh, which was great. But you're in so much pain. I couldn't – I really couldn't read because the letters yeah. were dancing around in my – I don't know if this was from the meds. Yeah. And, 
So I was like, oh, and I was nauseous. So when you texted me all those photos, I was like, this is the best thing. I'm so glad. It was so – it just made me so happy. I love fall decor. Me too. I didn't have as much as I remembered having before. I don't know what if I just put it someplace else or I don't know. So I bought some more stuff. Uh, but mostly I went to Joann's and I bought so much fabric and oh so God. many patterns because I'm just like – I'm waiting to like find out about this job and it's like any second now, but it's been that way for like, mm, how long, Amy? Like three months? Uh, since Great. May. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm basically like, I'm too stressed out to do anything productive. Mm-hmm. I'm too stressed out to like sit and finally like, oh, make some good headway on my screenplay because I'll sit down and it really does. It takes a lot of your focus. And so for me, when I'm in this extremely anxious pl- place, like I can't focus on anything yeah so even i can read sometimes but i really am i'm at a place where i'll read like a couple pages and then i'll realize i've been staring at the wall for 10 minutes you know yeah so i finally decided all right i'm i'm gonna do you know in between stuff so i i rearranged the furniture in my apartment so i could get out a giant sewing table that i had stashed i had taken the legs off of and put next to my fridge and um yeah, I, I set everything up. Uh, I've been watching my classic sewing show, which is Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, Ooh. which is a phenomenal show, by the Sounds way. Sounds fun. Oh, my God. I haven't talked to you about Miss Fisher's I've Murder Mysteries. never heard of it. <laughs> well, it is a show. It's an Australian show about a lady detective in the 1920s who lives in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, my God. I love it already. Um, it's starring Miss Franny Fisher, who is a flapper. She's a little bit of an older lady. She is. Uh, she was born poor and like came into money, so she's very like generous with her money. And she solves mysteries, and she has lots of sexual chemistry with the local detective. And I she's fabulous. It. And she literally just like fucks whoever she wants to, because why oh, not? Snap! It's so great. Where, what, where do you watch? How do you watch it? It's on Netflix. It is mm-hmm. Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. That's the one. Oh, girl, you'll love it. There's that sounds great. Three seasons on there and they're literally going to start production on a uh, movie like this month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Never heard of it. Okay. That's perfect. It's really good. You like it. It's, you know, it's kind of like mystery of the, of the week, you know, but oh God. And the clothes, the clothes. Anyway. So that's what you're sewing your adorable little outfits to. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. Love it. You know what? That's I think that's a really good way to con- help control your anxiety. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Or like we're, being, live with it. You know. I'm being productive. It's you know good. a show I've seen before, so I don't have to pay too much attention to it. Perfect. And you know it definitely good. like there's been a couple days where I'm like, oh my god, it's been like eight hours because <laughs> you know it takes exactly. a lot. So well, I'm proud of you. Great. I never started the timer, so well, I just like, noticed that okay. I was like, ooh, the timer says we've been talking for zero minutes and mm-hmm. zero seconds, and that ain't right. Great. Um, we've got forty until we're out. Of yeah, here, we're good. So. Uh, so I'll start it now anyway. Okay. Enjoy this friend. Great. Uh, so we'll remember it around 40. So we were talking about how scary this topic was. Would you like to tell everyone what our topic is today? I'd love to, Amy. This week we are exploring the terrifying world of possessions. It's so scary. Demonic possessions, no less. Oh my God. So I did the drink this week and by drink, I mean Amy's still not drinking. Yep. Let me get more of my juice out. Okay. So she's getting her juice out. So, um, I decided, uh, I also told Amy, I was like, look, I can go a week without drinking. That was so wrong. Why would I Why would I say a thing that was so untrue? Also, I wouldn't want to do that to you. I mean... I mean... I've got to put this on my... 
Yeah, it's a little warm. It is. Um, so I was like, juice. Well, what's like juice but wine? Wine. And uh, I just thought to myself, you know, juice is – wine is just juice yeah, that's been – Fermented. Possessed <gasps> by a demon alcohol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy's yes. Amy's having <laughs> – the exercised drink, and mine is the pre-exorcism drink. So. And you know what's so perfect? You know in the movie The Exorcist, which I'm too yes, scared to see, but yes. she like throws up the yes. pea soup? That's what, literally what my juice looks like. It it's looks, the color of peas. It is literally Reagan's pea vomit. This is perfect. Yeah. I'm the exercised juice. You are. And you're the demon. Um, demon alcohol. Yes. So, Oh, I love it. Um, Cheers to some. Uh, demonic possession. All right. Cheers. Oh, my god! I can't wait to be possessed again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Possessed back to normal here. Mm. Shout out, Press Juicery. Delightful, but boy, I can't wait to spike this juice. I can't wait. I mean, I can drink, you know? It's yeah. not like I can't. But maybe not on my first day driving around after over a week. Amy, you're so fucking responsible. <laughs> Being so responsible. <laughs> Very impressed. I guess you have to like almost die and mm-hmm. no, it's like not breathe. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to take better care of myself. But don't worry, I'm gonna start drinking like very oh, good. soon. Yeah, good. yeah. Didn't we disagree? We were gonna do a bunch of push-ups. Yeah, we said push-up. You said push-up challenge 2018. Yeah, because I apparently I have large lungs and a small rib cage Show and nothing off. but skin, <laughs> skin and bone in my back. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh yeah, you just don't have any meat back there. It's pretty, you know. No wonder the acupuncture needle went all the way in. I'm like. Fuck, do I have to build muscle or something? Yeah. I got to build muscle. I don't know how to do that. Push-ups. Push-ups. Yeah. All right, as soon as my stitches are out and my final x-ray shows all is good Mm -hmm. because there's still a little bit of air in there, but they said it might go away. Yeah. If that is all good, push-up challenge. challenge. Yes. I will do it with you because I have fat fucking arms and also I would really like to be able to effectively punch people. (laughs) Yeah. Is really why I want to do it. Honestly, I am realizing my anxiety really manifests as just rage. Anger, yes. Yeah. Just rage. Mm -hmm. Literally me walking to get this wine. I had like, okay, remember that movie? What women want. I do with Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. And yes. he can suddenly hear women's inner yes, dialogue. I remember and he that. like bumps into that lady and she screams at him in a foreign language inside of her head. Yes. That's me 24 7. <laughs> like literally, it's like a person will text me and I'm like, how fucking dare you bother me right now? And then if I don't get a text, I'm like, what? Do I not exist to you? <laughs> like there's no, I literally I was mad at somebody walking too fast. I was mad at somebody walking too slow. And then Legitimately, I did not tell you this. A lady basically hit me with her car. She ter- was fast turning left as I was crossing the street. Oh, and my God. I threw my hand out and I hit my hand. And her, oh, look, I'm bruising. Tammy. I, hit, I know. Jesus, today? Yes. Oh, my God. Jeez, <laughs> oh, girl. This is how stressed out I am that I'm like, and then I was hit by a car and whatever. Um, um, not whatever. Truly, truly, what truly happened was I hit her car because she slammed on her brakes right. and I kind of flailed and I hit 
her car with the back of my hand. Well, it is I bruising, isn't it? You said you want to start punching things. That's why I need to do more push-ups. Mm-hmm. So I could have hulked out on her car. Yes, you could have punched that car and not been as bruised, right? Yeah. We're gonna get strong, girl. Okay, so strong. Let's do it. Push-ups. The more we sweat, the more we'll be able to drink later. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be roided out, banshees and bruises. <laughs> Banshees and booze. Ooh, my headphones. <laughs> I mean, a very bad noise there. <laughs> Banshees and barbells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably talk about possessed should people, we? right? Okay, you let's wanna... do that. Yes. Uh, um, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. Yeah, I'm my, very excited. My dear. Um, I am going to present to you some... Uh, uh, research that comes primarily from both Wikipedia and a website called allthatsinteresting.com. What a fun name. It is a fun name. Mm. They're setting themselves up here. Uh, we're going to be talking about the possession of a boy named Roland Doe. Now, that's not his real name. Oh, okay. Protecting him? Protecting him. However, his real name was Ronald. So, okay. <laughs> terrible <Ronald>. job. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so Roland Doe. Mm-hmm. Roland in the Doe. Roland in the Doe. Yes. In the late 1940s in the United States, uh, priests of the Roman Catholic Church performed a series of exorcisms on an anonymous boy documented under the pseudonym, pseudonym Roland Doe or sometimes Robbie Mannheim. Have you heard of Robbie Mannheim? Because I actually had heard that name before. That does sound a little familiar. And I don't know if it's just when I was just Mm -hmm. scrolling through lists last night to find a a topic. This is a fun one because I know who you're doing. So yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, The 14-year-old boy uh, was the alleged victim of a demonic possession. And the events were recorded uh, by the attending priest, Raymond Bishop. Subsequent supernatural claims surrounding the events were used as elements for the 1971 novel, The Exorcist. Oh, my God. No way. Yes, Wayne. So this event is what led to the book, The Exorcist, Whoa. being written. Oh, shit. Um, they took a lot of elements from that for the book. And then, of course, you know, Hollywooded it up. But. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So let's learn about him. Roland was an only child and depended upon adults in his household for playmates, primarily his aunt, Harriet. His aunt was a spiritualist. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Meaning she believed that you could contact spirits in the afterlife using various tools, including a Ouija board. Uh, So Roland was like hanging with his best friend, his Aunt Harriet. (laughs) And he was like, auntie, auntie, how do I use this Ouija board? She's like, let me show you. Then in early January 1949... Aunt Harriet died. Oh. But no big deal, right? Because she couldn't come back. Because she was a spiritualist, believed in communication with the afterlife, taught Roland how to use a Ouija board, so he immediately started contacting her via the Ouija board. Oh, I'm so scared. And immediately began to experience strange things. Mm. Uh, He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and walls of his room. Water dripped inexplicably from pipes and walls. And the most troubling thing was that his mattress would suddenly move. Oh, 
Could you imagine? Right. Other times they said um, this stuff would follow him to school too. Oh, like shit. he was at school one time and his desk just started like violently shaking, like only his desk. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, disturbed. Roland's family sought the help of every expert they knew. They consulted doctors, psychiatrists, and their local Lutheran minister, but they were no help. The minister suggested that the family seek the assistance of the Jesuits. Yep. Oh. I like it when the Lutherans were like, Whoa. sorry, next door down. Try the, try the Catholics. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they're more trained in this. So Father E. Albert Hughes, a local Catholic priest, um, began to perform an exorcism um, in late February of 1949. However, Hughes stopped the rite when Roland broke off a piece of spring from the mattress that he'd been strapped down to and slashed the priest across the shoulders. Holy shit. He shanked a bitch. He shanked a bitch. He's a bad boy. Naughty boy. (laughs) Roland, you go to your room and you think about what you've done to (laughs) Bishop. Uh, A few days later, red scratches appeared on the boy. One of the scratches formed the word... Louis or Lewis. As in Lucifer, Lucifer? <laughs> First of all, I'm so glad that Amy did that because I was getting ready to make fun of how everyone was jumping to weird conclusions about what these scratches meant. And Amy already did it. I think it's because she was raised Catholic. <laughs> Probably. Oh my well, god. So ah. so they did not think Lucifer, but they did think <laughs> Roland's mother was like, We need to go to St. Louis because we've got relatives there. They're gonna help us. And they were like, Okay. Okay. So a cousin of the family was attending St. Louis University at the time of the struggles. Uh, she put the family in touch with Father Walter H. Halloran and Reverend William. Bowdern. These are great names. Mm. After consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on young Roland with the help of several assistants. The men gathered at the residence on Roanoke Drive in early March of 1949. There, the exorcist wit- exorcists witnessed scratching on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. Um, same types of things that were happening when the first exorcism failed. Amid these bizarre happenings, uh, the two priests, according to their reports, noticed a pattern in Roland's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day, but at night, after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. It's like your anxiety at night. It's like your nighttime anxiety. Am I just possessed? Maybe you something's possessing you. I'd be fine with that. We just had to perform a quick... Look, we have wine here. We have holy wine. Okay. You know. Blood of Christ. Blood of Christ is here. You know what? I'll just do a little exorcism. Let me just chug the rest of this. Great. Finish the blood of Christ Mm -hmm. and then we will perform... Oh, look. She's exercising herself. How do you feel? Are those demons settling down? Self-help, (laughs) motherfucker. You know what? She just chugged her wine. God helps those that help themselves, you guys. That is a true thing. I so mean, you got to help yourself. I am just possessed. I knew it. You see? It wasn't my fault. No. Great. <laughs> um, Continue. Now I'm this sorry. is in my head. Okay. Um, so Roland would also enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice. Well, that's just my cat. Um, the priests supposedly also saw mysteriously flying objects in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object presented by the attending Jesuits. Oh. Yeah. 
Ooh. Um, at one point during this weeks-long ordeal, reportedly an X appeared mm. in scratches on Roland's chest. Okay, here's some more. The marked one. Which the priests believe signified number 10. Oh. In another incident, a pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down towards his ankle. What? So I don't know if they're saying that it was, like, scratched from his thigh to his ankle or if they're saying, like, one day it was on his thigh and the next day it was at his ankle. I don't know. Weird. One of those things is way scarier than the other. They're both pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. That's all very scary. Yeah. And I'm sure those scratches burn and hurt, too. Yeah, That's right? what I've heard. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Remember the X? Mm-hmm. Um, witnesses believe uh, that Roland was possessed by 10 demons. This is literally some of the, like, guessing that I feel like medieval people would do. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. this is not sound science, but okay. It's like, thanks a lot, Aunt Harriet. Right? Look at what she gone and done did. Well, if we were talking to our good friend Dave Snook, he would probably say, that's not your aunt. Hold that- on. That's not your Aunt Harriet. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> For fucking, wait, we got to fucking uh, burn ca, it. You ca. That's not your Aunt Harriet. Okay, hold on. I'm getting into it. Har- that's not your Aunt Harriet. <laughs> you know what? You want to talk to your Aunt Harriet? You, you do some prayers? And you fucking burn that Ouija I'm board. Burn it. Uh, <laughs> he he texted me the other day. Actually, uh, he found an article about a Ouija board getting found. Somebody oh, somewhere. He was like, "Fuck that!" He and I was that like, to me Fuck too. That. I, love I got that. that on my Instagram yeah, account. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> he is. Um, okay, blah blah blah. Ten demons. The two priests never gave up as they continued their exorcism night after night. Damn, what how else exhausting. were they doing? Right. <laughs> Um, on March 20th, the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level. Cool. Roland urinated all over his bed and oh. began shouting and cursing at the priests. Oh, that was me just I, this past week. I knew we were both possessed. <laughs> we're just both possessed. It's not our fault. Look. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then his parents were like, fuck this, we're going to the hospital. <laughs> oh, shit. So they took him to now? the... Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for more serious treatment. Finally, on April 18th, a miracle occurred in Roland's room. It was the Monday after Easter, and Roland awoke with seizures. That doesn't sound miraculous. He yelled at the priests, okay, Okay. saying that Satan would always be with him. Cool. Uh, The priests laid holy relics, crucifixes, crucify perhaps, uh, medals, and rosaries on the boy. At 10.45 p.m. that evening, the attending priests called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Roland's body. I don't know why they didn't try that in the first place. I was just going to say, like, now. That would be my go-to. Right. Honestly, like, calling on the angels all the time. Uh, yeah, like, hmm, what have we not tried? Oh, let's call some saints in. Right? Duh. Isn't St. Michael the one with, like, the flaming sword, too? Because, like, I want him on my side. St. Michael's a good one. Yeah. I mean, they're all good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like St. Michael comes up a lot in my psychic and my Reiki sessions. Mm. Came up in a Reiki session. Yeah, it came up in both psychic and Reiki with St. Michael. Because he's, he's an archangel, right? He's an archangel. Okay. That's a goodie. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So they shouted at Satan, saying St. Michael would battle him for Roland's soul. So oh, it was shit. like an old-fashioned soul showdown. Ooh. Seven minutes later, Roland came out of his trance and simply said, he's gone. (sighs) May I please have some oatmeal and juice? (laughs) Yeah, right? I'm hungry. I'm kind of hungry. It's been a week. Can I have some Neosporin for these guys? (laughs) The boy recounted how he had a vision that St. Michael had vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. 
which is my favorite part of the Harry Potter books, too. Um, there were no more documented instances of strain occur- strange occurrences, and he went on to live a very normal life. What the f- So did the they end. ever find out how this happened to begin with? Because nope. I feel like Aunt Harriet's um, intentions were good. Mm-hmm. She was, definitely was not the demon, you know, but... She taught him how to use a Ouija board and it just went really, really bad because he wasn't trained properly. I think so. I mean, it's also like you open yourself up to stuff. So this particular thing, I, you know, did a lot of research and uh, they have written a bunch of books about it. It's one of my favorite things. I love to both believe that a motherfucking demon was inside that little boy's body. And I also kind of love to believe that he was psychologically traumatized in some way. Yes. And that it was just manifesting physically. I like to think that psychological problems manifest physically because it makes me feel better about myself. They do. They really do. And I was when I was doing research too, I, I read um, like an interview with a priest that was basically like, how to not get possessed. And the Catholic Church is very much like, don't do the Ouija board or psychic readings, palm mm-hmm. readings, none of it, because yeah. they said you're trying to manipulate the the deceased in a way, or you're mm-hmm. trying to interfere with God, yeah. By you know trying, not like playing God, but you're trying to interfere with. Like you're not supposed to talk to those people. They're gone. Yeah, they'll come to you. My Margie was always very firm. Like she was fine with a Ouija board, but she was so just like you say a prayer of protection. Yeah, which is really funny too because Margie super didn't believe in God. So like, (laughs) so it was pretty great that she was just like, look, you need to protect yourself. You need to block yourself up. Do not invite things into your body. Right. Right. Because yes, that's just good advice. It's great advice. That's good single advice too. Like, <laughs> don't invite things into your body unless you're willing to see it the next morning. Exactly. <laughs> that's really good advice. <laughs> but you know, I'm all about palm readings and and yeah. psychic readings and stuff. But I'm, I read tarot cards all the time. And tarot cards, yeah. But I'm also like, I will now that I know better. But I'm. It's too late. I've mm-hmm. already played with the Ouija board, but I, not anymore. And no, thankfully, I didn't been, get possessed. It's been a while. Yeah. I and I'm I I mean I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before but I'm I'm very much like tarot cards for me are both like it's both for me I both believe sometimes mm-hmm. there is influence from the universe I also believe that like subconsciously I see the thing I need to see without a doubt like a Rorschach test you know so it's like I feel like I'm looking for guidance mm-hmm. probably the answer is in my subconscious I flip a card that I know means this and then I see a little thing and I go oh this is how That's I solve it. my problem exactly. it's just a tool yeah. like for me it's a tool it's kind of guiding you to an answer that you've already had all along yeah. but you just need a little outside help getting you there, you know? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll be pulling things and I'll be like, I know what's coming up Mm. and it'll be right. And and then I'm like, oh my God, fucking psychic. I believe in in psychic and like really intuitive stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all about the palm readings and the tarot cards and all that stuff. Girl, I would never not think I was psychic or open considering I was sitting in your motherfucking hospital room scratching every part of my body and then like 10 minutes later you were like i'm super itchy right now and i was like i know (laughs) i know you're super itchy right now 
literally Holly was like, do you need to leave? I was like, shut up. Leave me alone. I'm so embarrassed. Like, no, it's okay. She needs to leave. Do you need a doctor? Yeah. Like um, I told you, I went to my friend Crystal's neurology appointment the other day. I had two fucking had migraines. migraines in the car on the way to the neurologist appointment. You're too much of an empath, I Tams. need to shut this shit yeah. down. Yeah, you do. I'm like a little sponge right now. I know. <laughs> there are ways to do it. I just don't know how yet. I feel like because I'm that way too. I don't know. I think maybe some Reiki or something. You know what I need to do? What? Not. Not leave my house. Yeah. Yeah. Not. You've got to start. You said it to me. You have to put your oxygen mask on first before yeah. you can help others, That's right? True. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, yeah, it's interesting in all the research too with all of the stuff, you know, about priests being like, how to not get possessed. But then there were a lot of articles about um, how it's really important to know the difference between someone who may be possessed versus schizophrenic or yeah. having a mental episode. Of course. You know, so it was like, there were, I was like, oh, that's very interesting to like, you know, mm-hmm. like when does this person need psychiatric help or when do they need a priest to come exercise their demons? Now I'm really mad. You know what? I was hmm. going to say I should have done something else, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut so we can do this topic again. Oh my God. We could do this topic like so many times because there's so much. Speaking of. Wine time. Oh, it's no. Wine I'm, time. My juice is still possessed. <laughs> oh, no. You must drink it so that it can't take over both of us. Thanks, Hurry. Amy. <laughs> Hurry, Timmy. My, my juice is possessed and my podcast partner is an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally am. Perfect. Living vicariously through you, really. I'm like <laughs> salivating. I'm like, yeah. wine. <laughs> Wine. Um, all right. Well, well, you drink up, girl. Well, I tell you about the Smurls family. Mm. Ooh, what a nice, not nerdy last name. Do you think the demon that possessed them was like, I couldn't have had like the Smiths or Johnson? Jefferson. Smurls. Smurls. Like it doesn't really roll off the tongue, guys. Mm-hmm. No, Lucifer. You've been naughty. You've been <laughs> a bad boy. You're going to go to the Smurls. <laughs> All right. So the Smurls family. Uh, 1974. After flood damage forced them from their Wilkes Bar. I don't know how to say that. It's that place Wilkes in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. In Pennsylvania. Is that yeah. right? Okay. I think there was some like uh, revolutionary war shit that happened there. It sounded super familiar. Yeah. We might have done some research on there for our war episode. I want to say Wilkie's Barre, but that's... <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay. After flood damage forced them from their Wilkie's Barre home... <laughs> Janet and Jack Smurl. Oh, God. Their names are Janet and Jack. Um, uh, It's perfect. Janet and Jack Smurl, along with their young daughters, Heather, Shannon, Dawn, and Karen, and Jack's parents moved into uh, a duplex in West Pitson, Pennsylvania. A bit of a fixer-upper, they put their efforts into repainting, retooling, and repairing it. It was at this time that the eerie activity began. Great. Renovations are a A no-no. We have said it before. Mm -hmm. Tammy made it a meme. Mm -hmm. It's a no-no. Initially, the episodes were benign. Tools went missing, then reappeared. Old wall stains seeped through fresh coats of paint. I mean, that doesn't sound benign to me. That sounds right away evil. That sounds very evil. That sounds really evil. evil right away. Um, it's like the walls are bleeding or something. A dark spot appeared, um, inexplicably on the carpet, returning, um, every time they cleaned it. The toilet and the bathroom sink were covered with scratches, even though they were new. And then the kitchen appliances would catch fire, even though they were unplugged, like the toaster and shit. 
So that doesn't Hold on, sense. catch fire? Yeah. Okay. So like ghost fires, man. I had what a toast fuck? I had a toaster fire once when I was a small child. It was very scary. That's horrifying. Yeah, I mean Imagine if the toaster was unplugged. Yeah. Oh shit. Um uh and then awful odors overwhelmed the house, only to disperse moments later. The sinks turned on by themselves. And then the eldest daughter saw transparent forms hanging over her bed. No. So those were the benign, non-scary parts. Glad we got those out of the way. So, you know, if any of that happened in your home, you definitely wouldn't be scared. You'd be like, oh, this is just benign. Yeah. It's nothing. Well, it's a little bit of a bother, but we got a great deal. It's making the electric bills go up a little high. Water usage is a little high, but, you know. It's a fixer-upper, so... Uh, so it worsened. The radio would turn on and off by itself. The toilet flushed on its own. Drawers opened and closed on their own. Footsteps were heard on the stairs. And Jack, the husband, would feel a hand caressing him or grazing him. And then the house became colder and colder. So still, the Smurl family soldiered on with a normal life, even though the ghostly visits intensified. Um, the wife got pregnant. Uh, Jack, like, got a promotion at work. Like, oh. things were going well. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the ghostly visits started to, like, just get even worse, though. So um, Janet, the wife, and Mary, her mother-in-law, who also lived in, in on the other side of the duplex. So oh, they bought okay. – the family bought the duplex. The mother-in-law and father-in-law lived on the other side. Look, I know people make fun of that. That sounds ideal to me. Doesn't if my, it? If my parents could live in the same house, I'd be fine with that. I would be – my parents are so cool. happy. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be fine, too, because we'd get along with each other's parents so well. Yeah. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, okay. So uh, Janet, the wife, and Mary, the mother-in-law, claimed to have uh, heard voices that sounded like one another. So Janet thought she heard Mary calling her name. No. While Mary thought she heard Janet and Jack in the throes of an argument laden with expletives, which they were like... Well, we weren't fighting today. Um, so it reminds me of Debbie's, Debbie's ghost again. Ghost. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, this just proved and solidified. I When a ghost is imitating somebody else's voice, it's evil. Yeah. There are like no yeah. good intentions yeah. whatsoever. Um, so on several occasions when Janet was alone in the house, she heard her name being spoken. And she would search everywhere in the house, but she wouldn't find anybody. Ominous black masses formed and floated through the home, and Janet said she was visited in the dead of the night by a malevolent force that molested her in her sleep. Fuck. That that scares me a lot. Uh, Then her husband, Jack, joined the club. I don't know why the author wrote this. I I took this from like three different websites. Uh, He joined the club. Uh, Lying in bed with Janet, he heard someone whispering, um, and it sounded like a young woman. When he turned to face his wife, he watched a shadowy figure run up her leg. No. After that night, life in the Smurl house grew darker. I'm scared right now. I'm really scared. So a light fixture fell from the ceiling and cut one of their daughters on impact. The family dog was thrown against a wall. Jesus. Janet said she was picked up by an invisible presence dangling some six feet in the air and then tossed across the room. And Jack claimed that a succubus entered the living room and molested him while a baseball game played on TV. I don't know why that part's important. Okay. But there's a... Because it's an ultimate male fantasy. He's getting a BJ while he's watching the Red Sox. I get it. Okay? 
I get it. You only call it a succubus when you're getting a BJ. I think we all know that. Uh, yeah, I figured it could be. I mean, He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the game was on. Mm-hmm. Had beer was in my lazy boy. Yeah. The, the succubus came and. It was one part of me that wasn't so lazy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Jack, dinner's ready. Mm, be right there. <laughs> Those damn Yankees. <laughs> Why don't you blow me? <laughs> she's up. She's up. She's up. She's up. Oh, no. I have ruined the song Damn Yankees for myself for the rest of my oh, life. No. Oh, no. She's still drinking the blood of Christ. It's I'm getting still... good. It's getting good. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay. So the succubus. Even neighbors reported hearing screams from the house while the family was out. Enter dun, 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 okay. the Warrens! Yay! Yay! Our heroes! Ed and Lorraine Warren. You know their names. We've discussed them before. Uh, they were the hottest clairvoyant demonologist couple of the 70s. And they were contacted. Um, if you guys haven't been listening to the rest of the series, which you should, mm-hmm. uh, they were, you know, portrayed in The Conjuring, all those Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. And apparently this story was inspiration for the third Conjuring movie, I believe. I don't know. I get confused. They all kind of sometimes sound mm-hmm. very similar. Yep. Um, okay. So Ed and Lorraine Warren come in, right? They're the best of the best. After investigating the house, they conducted – oh, concluded that the Smurls shared their home with four spirits, a harmless elderly woman, cool, a young and possibly violent girl – A man who suffered and died in the home and a demon that used the other three spirits to destroy the Smurl family. What a dick. Isn't that so mean that even in your afterlife, you're not protected from an evil spirit? Like even you're dead and a demon is still trying to possess you. Mm -hmm. So a demon can possess the living and the dead. So I've been watching The Good Place for the first time. I, it was recommended to me while I was in the hospital I'm, and I couldn't get it. I'm enjoying it so much. I'm really blowing through it. Might be adding to my anxiety though because it seems like the afterlife's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard nothing but good about that it's show. Good. I really want to watch good. it. It's really fun. Yeah, the afterlife does seem like it's going to be pretty stressful. Definitely. I mean, yeah, can't win. You really can't. Well, you know, I'm like, what if we're really, really good in this life? But I think it's too late. <laughs> I think it's too late for me. No. I'll do try my best. Try my. We're just we'll just we're we're doing good so far. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Law of averages. Yeah, you're right. We're at least above average. We're way above average. Okay, good. It's not too late. I'm feeling above average lately. We'll spend a few extra minutes in purgatory, but I'm sure that place is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get your reps in. Exactly. We'll do our push-up, push-up challenge. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll pick out the place we're going to haunt. Oh, my God. <gasps> Amy, can we haunt some place together? Oh, hell yes. Where Here, would we? today. Boardners. It's obviously Oh, boarders. duh. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We hereby declare that Amy and I will haunt the same location for all of eternity. Sorry to all of our significant others and family members. We will be at Borders in one of their many bathrooms. Sammy might go upstairs to the club. I might go to the S&M club club. just on a cage. Mm -hmm. And also Mm -hmm. if we could get some nachos sent to us, that'd be perf. Thanks. Those nachos are heaven. They are heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So. 
This, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Ed Warren claimed that on his very first night in the home, he experienced a major cold spot and saw a shadow person. He explained, quote, I did not have to wait moments when the very thing I felt was a drop in temperature of at least 30-some degrees. Then a dark mass formed at about three feet in front of me. After the appearance of the shadow person, I'm just checking time. I it's thought right my there. phone was on lock. Oh, good, good, good. We're going to 40. Great. So. After the appearance of the shadow person, Ed Warren claimed that something in the home began throwing things around the house, including the mattress in the master bedroom. What's uh. with the, what the mattress is moving? Mm. See, that's creepy. Say what you will about possessions. How does the objects shake and move, like the school desk for the boy? Yeah, and totally. Like this mattress. Like, that's weird. Uh, one night, the Warrens tried to draw out one of the entities with a group prayer, and they got more than they bargained for. Oh, in the middle of the prayer, something began screeching, you filthy bastard, get out of this house. And then the house started shaking and two female, female ghosts uh, that looked to be from colonial America era slunk through the house. They slunk. They slunk. And that's not one of the four ghosts that Lorraine and Ed said that there were, were there. Nope. So uh, this was the only time that the appearance of the colonial ghosts um, were recorded. It's possible that one of these two was the succubus that had assaulted Jack while he watched a baseball game. They had to mention it again. They keep having to mention the baseball game. <laughs> I'm I don't know why. It's okay. like with the wife, she was just like, yeah, I got like sexually assaulted by mm-hmm. a ghost in bed and it went up my leg and da da da. And with him, it's like, you, the baseball game is on. Guys, yeah. remember that let's make it as masculine mm-hmm. as possible. Okay, so the Warrens were not able to stop the demonic violence. And even though priests from the Scranton branch of the Roman Catholic Church blessed the home and formed multiple exorcisms on the house, the family continued to experience pure terror. And this is where a lot of people started doubting things. They're like, well, if the priests couldn't do it, then, you know, you guys must be making it up. But I don't think Ed and Lorraine Warren would lie because they had enough shit to, to get them by. Yeah. You know, they didn't need this. Um, so uh, the priests said that they saw no harmful activity while they were on the property. And Janet claims, though, that the demons were able to avoid the Catholic banishment by moving back and forth between the two sides of the duplex. Tricky bastards. So tricky. A priest even slept over for two nights and did not experience anything. So finally, the family moved out. Apparently, the spirits followed them because the next family to move into their home did not experience any supernatural activity. Skeptics say the Smurl family made all of this up or were hallucinating. But the Warrens uh, have many documented cases many documented cases in um, on this home, and they say that it was indeed possessed. Were the demons – this is my own writing. What the mm-hmm. hell did I even write? Were the demons able to hide from the priests and return when they left? Supernatural phenomena reportedly followed the Smurls to their new home until a church-sanctioned exorcism in 1989 cleared the house of its activity. There are no reports as to whether or not the family ever experienced another haunting. Wow. Yeah. So that was a 15-year ordeal. 15 Can- years. That's crazy. That's a long time. That's a very long time to be possessed. Yeah. How exhausting. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So it's it's interesting because like people were like, oh, this was just one mass hallucination. That lasted 15 years and affected eight family members though. See, I'm telling you, I know I've recommended this before. I'm going to do it again. The documentary, My Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. So good. I know I should watch it. Is it scary, scary or is no. it like an interesting and informative? Yeah, no, it's not scary at okay, all. Okay, I can handle that. It's I can not scary it. at all. And okay. let me sell you on this immediately. 
Lorraine Warren's alive and in this documentary hanging out in her fucking house with all that shit. And also Lorraine Warren has some like show chickens. Oh my God. I love her so much. Thank you. Uh, And her hair is amazing. She's the best hair. Okay. I'll watch that documentary during the daytime. Let's do that. Okay. All right. I'd watch it again. That's stupid. It's my favorite thing because it's both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's ghosts and also there's intense psychological trauma. Okay. I want to watch that. Yeah. It's really good. That is very interesting. It's really in in my wheelhouse of paranormal and psychological issues. I love it. Ah, love it. And I just, I just don't like to be too spooked out, but if it's just like documentary style, I can handle that. Yeah, it's documentary. Yeah, yeah. Because the one that I was going to do, there was a documentary in it that was produced by Zach Baggins. Mm. Baggins? Baggins? I never know how. I don't know. Um, and it, apparently it's very scary, but I don't I was like... I think I, my sister-in-law sent that to me. Yeah. And like she like texted it to me. And yeah. And I was like... I'm not watching this. Work friends texted to me too and I was like, did you watch it? And they said yes and it was very scary. So I don't want to watch it. Demon House. It's called Demon House. I think that's the one she yeah. said to me. I was like, no. Yeah. Um, real quick, I meant to mention in our mm. last – I think I told this to you. But um, so two episodes ago when we did restaurants and oh. I did Captain oh, yeah. Tony's Saloon in Key West. Yes. So my mom, who doesn't listen to the podcast, but she was visiting or staying with us and taking care of me. And, um, and she was like – Oh, yeah. I did a haunted ghost tour in Key West. I'm like, did you go to Captain Tony's saloon? Yeah, I went into the bathroom where it's haunted. I was like, mom. And then I asked her because remember for the haunted doll episode, I was going to do Robert, the haunted doll in Key West. He's like locked up. Yeah. And if you take a picture of him, something real bad happens and stuff. I was like, did you visit Robert the doll? She goes, I did. I saw Robert the doll. I'm like, I feel like you've met these celebrities. Like, she showed me all her pictures. She showed me pictures of Captain Tony's. Oh, my God. No pictures of Robert, thank God, because you'd get bad things. And then another house that they went to that's super haunted, and she showed me the windows where this little ghost girl appears. And I was like, I am so starstruck right now, the fact that you even got to fucking go to Captain Tony's and you met Robert the doll. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we we need to put that on our list as well. Yeah. We have so many places. I mean, so many. we just need to become independently wealthy and just travel the country I know. and explore ghost things. That's all I want to do. Lots of prayer, though. We need lots of prayer. I'm in. I'm in for lots of prayer. I'm, for, I'm here for the for the ghosts and the prayers. Remember that episode where there was like the skeptic girl and the believer guy or something like that? And like I feel like that's halfway us. Yes. Where like I super fucking believe, but I'm also like – I never believe. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I get the logical explanation. So I'm 100% like, yeah, I believe. I believe all of it. What's funny is I feel like I believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in like demons or shit. Samesies. Okay. I believe in ghosts, but I don't want to believe in demons. I know you don't want to, but I think you do. Uh, I think I do. It's not your fault. It's the way you were raised. <laughs> Catholics. Um, guys, if you guys. are uh, traumatized by the Catholic Church, <laughs> you should follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Boots. And if you're also traumatized by the Catholic Church um, or you're just mad at us for being traumatized by it, uh-huh. you should also follow us on Twitter at 
at Banshees mm. Booze. Um, and also email us your uh, personal stories about the paranormal or demons or people who said your name and they sounded like someone you didn't you knew and you got confused or whatever. Mm-hmm. You paid with a Ouija board. You have mm-hmm. an Aunt Harriet. Uh, email yeah. us those stories at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. That's right. You definitely should. Yes. Uh, and hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. <gasps> If you see a ghost. If you see a ghost, uh, just hulk the fuck out and punch its car. Yes. <laughs> Tammy, if you see a ghost. Get a BJ while you're watching a baseball game. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. All right, guys. Nash. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> We stopped at exactly 40 minutes yeah, and zero seconds. That's because we're... We're so good. We're so good. It's scary. <laughs>